Guru Nation, welcome to episode 449 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, Chris and I talk in the Site Owner Academy about what research clinics should be doing right now uh, in the midst of COVID-19 and in the midst of one of the busiest, if not busiest, year I've ever seen in research. And going into 2021, another busy year of clinical research, what all sites should be doing to increasing their opportunities right now because there are tons as far as studies, physicians, patients, and then also how to renegotiate their budgets to account for the higher overhead and increased costs in managing everything. So if you're interested in getting more studies for your site, we talk a little bit about our services at the end of this podcast, 949-415-6256. Just text me. Also check out the links in the show notes, CRC Academy, CRA Academy, both enrolling. Check out the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research, if you haven't already. Check out the Patreon channel, five bucks a month with a monthly mastermind. As soon as we get 50 people in there, we're going to do two monthly masterminds. Check that out best five bucks you've ever spent and uh hopefully enjoy this episode talk to you later oops the wrong wrong thing everybody welcome back to another episode of random musings from the clinical trials guru site owner academy version this is where we get tactical uh just stay tuned every week we do one of these so this one this topic is uh three things clinical research sites should do right now and right now we're in the middle of a pandemic we're gonna be in uh phase two or wave two of lockdowns uh, i'm joined by chris sauber and uh, how's it going, Chris? Hey, it's going well. I can't wait for the lockdowns. These are going to be exciting times. Right, right. But it is exciting for research. You know, we just got off the Site Owner Academy, and one of our students is extremely successful now. In a three year, he in three years he went from nothing to seven figures in mm-hmm. um, his business. And uh, I can't wait to interview him. Also, he's kind of hard to get. Uh, he's kind of shy to do the uh, interviews, uh, but I'm planning to have him on board. But basically these are the things, this is a booming year, 2020 and 2021 is going to be the same for research. We're very lucky to be in this industry. If you are a research site, you're very lucky to be in the middle of uh, like such a high demand for your services. And it may not seem like it, but that's the case for majority of research sites. And if that's not the case for you, you need to do these three things right now. So let's go into the first thing. What research sites should be doing? You should always look for ways to be more efficient. We just told our site owner, our very successful site owner academy student, that he now, because he was talking about regulatory, he should invest in an e-regulatory system like Viva. Viva Vault. Uh, so that's one way he could be more efficient because then he could spend less time on regulatory and more time on doing income generating activities like screening patients, pre-screening patients, getting more studies, 
things like that. Uh, what do you think about this, Chris? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, I don't have anything to add to that. That's okay. That's okay. The second bullet point, the current COVID-19 pandemic means it is crucial for sites to find ways to adapt while protecting patients, staff, and other personnel. Uh, most of the changes that sites can make are simple and can be implemented by new and established sites. And I should also add, a lot of this can be reimbursed. The cost associated with this can be reimbursed by sponsors. Chris, you're negotiating a lot of budgets. Certainly are you seeing am. a lot of this stuff uh, being reimbursed? Yeah, and they're handling it for the most part in two two different ways. One is either giving you additional overhead or it's a flat fee. Um, I just proposed to another sponsor uh, yesterday, instead of a flat fee, how about per patient, per completed patient? So it, it kind of incentivizes the site, which the sponsors like to do, um, to get completed patients, but they can get more money too that way. Per, on the per completed basis opposed to just a flat fee. Mm-hmm. So we'll, okay. we'll see what they say. Right. Yeah, I got you. Um, and next slide. And let next slide. So the, this is what we we're talking about. The increased overhead costs, right? Sites should renegotiate their budgets with sponsors due to additional cost of running the clinical trials, expenses such as sterilization, before and after patient or monitoring visits require additional supplies and attention from cleaning staff. You should also update your SOPs. When you're negotiating these budgets, has anyone asked for the site's SOP to justify the increased cost? Occasionally. It's uh, less common than you would think. Um, and I've had budgets pay as high as 70% overhead for these COVID studies. Um, wow. And then... That's a COVID study. Now, a non-COVID study, they're willing to go as high as 50%. Wow. So our, like, pre-pandemic, the going rate was 30, 35 or, maybe. 25 or 30. And now it's, you can go 50. Uh, you can. Again, I wouldn't say that's the norm. Uh, I would say right now the norm's more around 35. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I've certainly seen many budgets as high as 50 for non-COVID studies. The point is, overheads have increased and sponsors are paying it. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And sites may also be forced to reduce the amount of patients that can be seen during each visit. This can affect the amount of staff hours. Um, We saw a lot of this during the beginning of the pandemic, a little bit less of this now in the fall of 2020, for those watching in the future. But there's opportunity here as well. Physicians. Physicians that are research naive, uh, are less busy in their own private practice, and they are more likely to want to discuss research opportunities with you if you're the site owner. So it's never been a better time to look for physicians. Chris, I'm meeting with one tomorrow. I'm going to vlog about it after, before and after. Yeah, uh, so, but so, Sounds very interesting. Yeah, and he's um, not seeing patients, only telehealth right now. And so, you know, that's, um, he's not at full capacity, right? And this is an opportunity. Uh, and this is happening everywhere in the country, guys. So if you're a site, just go do some business development around your community 
and mm-hmm. send out emails. You know, my wife who helps us out with the biz dev, you know, she emailed 50 of these doctors in this zip code and he was one that replied back and the other ones I have to follow up with, but um, it's not a bad start. And he's actually very well regarded in the community, good reviews, normally a very busy practice. And maybe in normal times, I wouldn't have had a, had a chance to talk to him because he's so busy. Certainly. Yeah, I would say that's true of a lot of physicians right now. And out of curiosity, um, how did your wife find these uh, 50 doctors? She just Googled the area or was there some sort of website she could go to to find these doctor doctors? Uh, Chris is asking, how did you find all these doctors? I just thought your audience might care to know. Yeah. Yeah, she Googled, she Googled and uh, made a list of uh, their, just their public-facing websites. Okay. Right. So you have to put in a little effort to do this. There's no simple... Oh, yeah. It took her, like, probably six hours in, in a day. Like, right. she did it all in one day, but it took, like, six hours okay. of her time. Um, but, yeah, it produced, and it's just the beginning. I mean, I have, I have yet to follow up with more than just this one person. Certainly. And that's often true, right? Productive, uh, productive things often take some effort. That's right. That's right. Uh, what's the next slide here? Cause there's more opportunities for you guys. Anticipate the remote mon. Oh, this is true. Don't forget about the remote monitoring costs. Okay. If you have an ongoing study that started pre COVID and you haven't done this already, renegotiate your budget to include remote monitoring costs. Um, about half of the studies are sent are doing remote monitoring. And the other half, from my experience, this is all anecdotal. Maybe, Chris, you see different. About half are doing remote monitoring. The other half are doing in-person monitoring. Mm, yeah, my experience, it seems to be a little bit more doing remote monitoring. Oh, more Still. than half. Like 60, 60, 40, you would say? Some, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so sponsors have slowly implemented remote monitoring practices. Um, During this pandemic, we're relying on these tools. You got to remember if you're a site, not only do you need a platform like a Dropbox or a Box or Intralinks like we use, these cost money. That's not free, right? Um, So that should be uh, put into the overhead, right? I would add, though, many of these instances, the sponsors are providing these these uh, platforms. Okay, so if they're providing the platform, that's fine. If they're not, there's cost there. But mm-hmm. the biggest cost, the biggest cost is the human resources that you need to dedicate to scan. Yep. All right, because most studies are not using eSource; it's paper. So somebody's got to sit there and scan documents which does take a long time. Then they've got to organize the documents, which takes an even longer time. Then they've got to upload them somewhere, which mm-hmm. takes an even longer time. Then they've got to give access to the monitor, which takes a long time. Then they got to make sure the monitor knows how to use it and somebody's always needing their password. This takes a lot of time away from your staff. Under normal times, they would be seeing patients or pre-screening or recruiting patients. Instead, you have to do this. You have to do remote monitoring uh, activities, which uh, doesn't generate revenue. Absolutely correct. And you certainly want to get reimbursed for it. 
That's right. Uh, next slide. There's more opportunities, guys. So this is another slide of remote monitoring. I'll go quickly through these. Like I said, typically means more scanning for sites that don't use e-source. Next bullet point, sites can justify additional costs by creating SOPs for remote monitoring. So make sure you have SOP for this as well. Could be a simple few paragraphs. Sites can also tell sponsors that their plan works well with virtual monitoring visits. Uh, another option is to indicate that the site is sharing best practices with other sites. So figure out, if you can't figure out how to do this, find out other sites in other parts of the country that aren't competing. Be on LinkedIn, network. And you should be networking anyways because networking can bring you more studies. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is probably, the next slide is probably going to be more about networking and how to increase your business. Oh, no, this is recruit clinicians. This is what we discussed, okay? Look at I haven't looked at these slides yet, but I'm, an, I'm anticipating what is going to be on there. And sure mm -hmm. enough, sites should always look for new clinicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, other specialists. If you want a specialist, everybody should be looking to expand. Specialist is the way to do it. Now, this can grow your top line and your bottom line as a site. And like we said, you know, physicians are, a lot of them, less busy now than they used to be if they're not doing research. And so research is a great way to supplement their income. And maybe they learn a new thing from you and they're very grateful that you reached out to them. Yeah. Uh, anything to add here? I know we talked about this already, Chris, but... Feel free only, to add anything. The only thing I would have to add is the uh, observation on this uh, this cartoon. Uh, all of them look very happy, and only one of them is even partially practicing uh, COVID uh, safe uh, standards. He's got a mask. Yeah, I on. noticed. Only this one. This must be this must be pre COVID. We need to tell Carlos. So, uh, you know, your your imagery is not. Um, in line with the safe practices, right? Yeah, now. it's not. It's not modern day. This is not how it's going to be. <laughs> this is not how it's going to be. They'll all look like that guy with the mask. If you're on the podcast, you're not missing out on much. Um, next slide, Chris. There we go. Oh, is that that's, it? So go back to that previous slide. Let's have everyone look at this picture and let me talk <laughs> about the opportunities. Okay, the study opportunities are there, Chris. Did you know? You do know, but I'm just asking for sure. the fun of it. Did you know that COVID, the amount of COVID studies that are out there, probably increased the supply of studies by tw at least 20%, if not over 30, right? I don't have oh, the yeah. exact numbers, but it it's increased the supply of studies by a lot. Oh, yeah. That put Without a, a huge strain. That, that's putting a huge strain on the industry from all aspects. Need more CRAs need more coordinators, but also need more sites, yep. okay? There's not enough sites to do these studies. So if you are a site, now is the best time to either get started if you want to open a site, or if you already have a site but you want to expand, it's never been a better time than right now to do that. Never been a better time. And I think 2021 is going to be much of the same. And we help sites do this all the time, right? What do we do to get site studies from our network? Um, so there's two ways we bring studies. We have some software that notifies us when new studies are posted to clinicaltrials.gov. Um, 
and we put all of our, our clients up for those studies. And then there's many CROs and, and sponsors that are aware of what we do and have a fairly large site network. And they reach out to us directly when they have studies that they need help recruiting for, recruiting sites for. And then um, back to your previous point. So in my experience, because I see probably somewhere between five and 10 new studies a week, right, in terms of having to negotiate the budgets for our clients, I would say it's probably right around 20%. 20% of those budgets are, are COVID studies. Wow. Okay. So yeah, probably around 20%, if not, you know, I, I put it as somewhere between 20 to 30% of the increased supply. But yeah, good to see that I'm, uh, my anecdotal uh, gut you're feeling is kind of in line. You're in the ballpark, for sure. Yeah. So if you're doing nothing else, like our really successful client that we talked to today in the Site Owner Academy, you know, he's a client of ours also. We get studies for him. Uh, but he also goes on clinicaltrials.gov. And just randomly looks for studies and starts emailing the study contacts. And he gets studies because sponsors need sites. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the bottom line. You should have somebody, even if you're hiring someone like us, we only charge 1300 bucks a month. And we help not only getting studies, but we help you with your budgets. As you've heard Chris say, we help you with your SOPs. We help you with your source documents. We answer your calls from your staff. We even help train your staff. Okay, that's what we do. If you're interested, text me, 949-415-6256. But you should also be going on clinicaltrials.gov regularly. Have somebody at your site doing this. Have Mm -hmm. just at least an hour a day. It's going to pay dividends. Or as you said before, networking as well is a good way. Now, networking on LinkedIn with other sites, you know, across the country, you know, the sharing study leads. This is what how you got to do to grow, guys. It's never been a better time to be a research site owner than right now, in my opinion. And I've been doing this since 2005. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye. So, hey, everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.